Welcome to the discussion, Solving Asset Management for Federal Cybersecurity, sponsored by Axonius. Here's today's moderator, John Gilroy. Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guest today, Nathan Burke, Chief Marketing Officer at Axonius. Nathan, let's jump right in here and talk about asset management in the federal government. You know, a quick review of basic federal cybersecurity framework shows the importance of understanding assets, users, and software. So where do NIST, CMMC, and NDAA Section 889 fit in the discussion of asset management for federal agencies? Yeah, sure. So... I think that the idea that you can't secure what you can't see is probably a cliche by now, but that doesn't mean it's not true. And if you look at any of the cybersecurity frameworks, whether it's something as broad as the CIS 20 or industry specific regulations like HIPAA and PCI or something more specific to federal, you'll notice that every single one of them start with understanding what assets you're responsible for, what's on them and who has access. And, and as it relates to to NIST, for example, there's really five things that are outlined that everyone needs to be able to prove. And, and these are things around identify, having a process in place. And NIST, in fact, has a specific asset management callout to be able to identify the devices, the software, the users, and then to understand their context and then how they relate to the overall risk. Then there's protect, right? So developing and implementing processes around securing devices and cloud instances, making sure the right identity and access management policies are in place for both users and accounts, and then ensuring that the proper controls are in place. Then there's detect, knowing anytime an incident takes place, respond, so being able to trigger the appropriate response action and then recover to make sure that you've done all you can to ensure that the same event doesn't take place again. And in every one of those steps, you need to know exactly what assets you have what's on them, who has access, and what controls are either in place or missing. And, and that's what we mean when we talk about cybersecurity asset management. It's really the most foundational piece of any cybersecurity program. Yeah, across the DOD, commercial agencies. And, and I've read some of these NIST regulations. The problem is, you know, um, some of the kind of complex and kind of Byzantine this, and sometimes you, you, you get lost on page three, and it's, it seems like it's contradictory. It gets difficult just to understand them, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's why I think there's such a real focus on nailing the basics first, because it can be overwhelming um, and it can be complex. But that's why what we really try to focus on is if you get that first part right, understanding exactly what you have, then the rest makes sense. Because if you're trying to satisfy all of these requirements without getting the, the foundation right, then it's never going to work. Well, let's maybe focus in on just one little framework itself. Let's look at uh, um, CMMC and, and how can Axonius help with CMMC? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So if you are looking at CMMC, um, you find that there are both processes and practices that range from like the most basic level, which is level one, to the most advanced and progressive at level five. And to get to level five, you've got to satisfy all of the previous four. And it includes 17 domains and one of them. I bet you'd be able to guess is asset management. And at the, the most basic level, organizations need to be able to identify and document all of the assets, manage an asset inventory. And that's the first thing that Exonius does by connecting to all of the different data sources that know about devices, that know about cloud instances and users, Exonius is able to collect and correlate all of that data to give an always up-to-date asset inventory. And because Exonius can do that, it can also show customers how every asset 
and every user either adheres to or deviates from their overall security policy. And so Exonix customers are able to satisfy a lot of the different requirements within the CMMC. And these are things like access control, understanding who has access to what, and then asset management, which I already uh, mentioned, auditing and accountability, making sure that you can perform that audit automatically. Um, and that's something we hear from customers all the time. And instead of treating an audit like an event, right? Like spring cleaning, they wanna be able to satisfy that audit requirement at any time without pulling out a clipboard or using Excel and creating a bunch of pivot tables. Um, configuration management, so having a baseline and then understanding anytime something that changes that no longer meets your expectations, then uh, identification and authentication. So making sure that only the right accounts and users have access to the appropriate resources, incident response. So providing the, the relevant contextual information to inform an investigation and then also triggering whatever automated action makes sense when an incident is detected. And then there's risk management, security assessment, um, systems and communication protection, and the, then system and information integrity. So out of the 17 domains huh. in CMMC, Exonius addresses 10 of them already. Wow. So, um, and in when you add to that, the fact that Exonius connects with all of these other solutions that you're already using, it's probably likely that it addresses all 17. And that's the question I have next is this whole connection question. You know, you waltz into any federal agency, at least before COVID, you could waltz into any federal agency and see a variety of systems being used. You know, can Exonius provide easy ways to connect to this heterogeneous environment found in federal IT? Yeah, and that's exactly what we do. And in fact, we did a survey last year with a, an analyst firm called ESG and it found that on average, uh, organizations have over 108 different security tools. And I'd be willing to bet that's even higher in federal IT. And so, you know, having a hundred or more different tools could definitely be a management headache, but we see that as a positive thing because the good news is that the federal agencies already have all the data that they need. The issue is that the data just lives in different silos that don't talk to each other. So it's not a problem of, I don't have enough data. It's just that they need a way to be able to correlate and collect this information, deduplicate it, and then be able to ask questions that span that entire result set. And that's exactly what Exonius does. And, and this is what we hear all the time from, from customers is that they have so many different tools from endpoint protection to vulnerability scanners, agent-based tools, um, things that are different by operating system. And they just want a way to be able to ask questions that relate to their security policy so they can get answers and then automate action. And when we get started with a customer, that's the first thing they do is they configure what we call adapters. And we have over 300, I think it's like 356 different integrations with the tools that know about assets and users. And they just choose the adapters that they use, provide credentials, and, and that's it. Then the system immediately starts pulling back data, correlating it, and then showing exactly what's in the environment. And then customers can create queries to understand how everything relates to their policy. So just a basic example, let's say that I say every Windows device needs to have CrowdStrike or Carbon Black or whatever, that's a query that can be done with just two dropdowns. And, and that's exactly what we do for our federal customers. My guest today is Nathan Burke, the Chief Marketing Officer at Exonius. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, on the discussion, Solving Asset Management for Federal Cybersecurity, sponsored by Exonius on Federal News Network. 
I'm Jared Serbu. Each week, our program on DoD features discussions with the military's top brass, Smith civilian executives, and defense thinkers on how the Pentagon operates. It's reliable information from the people making and executing policy. Tune in Wednesdays at 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network, or subscribe to On DoD on iTunes or Podcast One. Welcome back to the discussion, Solving Asset Management for Federal Cybersecurity, sponsored by Exonius on Federal News Network. My guest today, Nathan Burke, the Chief Marketing Officer at Exonius. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy. You know, Nathan, let's talk about security. You know, in tennis, you're told to hit it where they aren't. Perhaps malicious actors are using the same advice. Any large system inevitably will have gaps in its protection. How can Exonius help with, for example, missing security controls? Yeah, so the way I think about it is that in, in most cases, malicious actors are looking for the easiest way in, right? And of course, there are APTs and sophisticated nation state actors with really sophisticated attack vectors. But if the door is wide open and the, the bank vault is open, you don't really need to dig a tunnel or come on in through the ceiling, Mission Impossible style, right? And so I think that's why there is such a huge focus right now on the, the fundamentals of asset management for cybersecurity, because if an organization is able to know everything they have and then understand how every device, every cloud instance, every user aligns to their security policy, they're then able to focus on the more strategic initiatives, the things that the highly trained and, and mostly scarce security professionals are always going to do best. And these are things like proactive threat hunting and security awareness training. And in fact, you know, I've often referred to uh, proactive threat hunting as the Hawaiian vacation of cybersecurity, because it's the thing that everyone says they want to do, but they just never get to because they're doing the manual stuff. And, you know, I, I think there's a couple of, of quick examples I have for you. Recently, we were talking to a customer that went through all of the time and effort to research and then evaluate, test, and then deploy an endpoint protection solution. And you'd think that'd be it, like all the hard work is done. But after they deployed Exonius, they, they noticed that only 40% of their devices that should have that endpoint protection agent actually had it installed. And so just imagine that you went through all of that time and effort and dollars. And let's say that someone just is able to get in on a machine that should have been protected, but wasn't, and you already paid for it, right? And there's tons of examples out there of the things like the internet connected fish tank that uh, took down <laughs> a casino, right? Or or the, the Raspberry Pi at NASA used to exfiltrate data. And so instead of like using FUD and, and fear to talk about what we do, I, I hate doing that. I, I like to flip it and instead note that in every one of these cases, it's not that the security teams were inept or that they did something wrong. They just didn't have a way to quickly, reliably, and automatically detect anything that showed up that either shouldn't be there um, or had some kind of exploit that was easy um, to, to exfiltrate data from or to be an attack vector. And, and that's exactly what customers do with Exonius. You know, when I think of Raspberry Pi and all these new data points, endpoints coming in, you know, federal IT right now is living in a constantly changing data landscape. And so Exonius can help agencies with this flood as well, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the only thing that is constant is the rate of change is increasing, right? Yeah. And if you look at the increase in the, the number and the types of devices that are in those federal environments today, and then you look at the number of tools that manage and secure them, it's it's can be overwhelming. But as I said earlier, the, the positive is that all of the data is there. And if you're able to nail the fundamentals and get that always up-to-date inventory, 
now you can both anticipate and plan for the change that's absolutely inevitable. And we will have different types of devices that we don't even think of today. We can't even imagine today. They're going to be there. So if you're in a position where you can detect the new things, you can make sure whenever something changes that you didn't expect, that puts you in the position for the inevitable, inevitable flood. And it, it actually doesn't matter how much data you have because you're able to separate what matters from the noise. You know, public facing cloud instances are everywhere for the federal government. Is Exonius limited to these systems or, or in the direct control or they operate in many different systems? Yeah, it's, it's a great point because what is even an asset anymore, right? If, you were, if we were having this conversation 25 years ago, it would be pretty easy, right? We had Windows devices on a physical network and everything's an active directory and you pushed out updates, right? But over the course of time, that all changed. And, and now we're in the world of cloud and IoT, everything that can be connected is connected. And, and that's exactly why Sony takes the approach of connecting to any system that knows about the devices, about the cloud instances and the users, because you can't just assume everything's on the network, right? Right now I'm talking to you from my house on Cape Cod, I'm using my, my Mac on my home internet connection. Later I'll be accessing systems that are entirely cloud-based. So almost nothing I do today happens through the network, but I've got an endpoint protection agent on this machine and I'm able to access company data using single sign-on and IAM. So the reality is that to be able to understand the full environment, the full asset landscape for any organization or federal agency, you've got to assume that the data lives outside of their direct control and in many different sources. And that's why we have over 300 integrations with all of the sources of data that know about assets. You know, Nathan, when you look at cybersecurity events, you can see that some are the result of overly permissive rights access. A trending term in, in the federal world here is zero trust. Can Exonius assist in accomplishing this amorphous concept of zero trust? Yeah, for sure. And, and I think that the first step to zero trust is understanding exactly what you have. And, you know, I personally love the idea of zero trust because it assumes that just because you're able to get access once, that doesn't mean that you have a lifetime backstage pass, right? And, and because of that speed of change I referred to earlier, your assets and accounts are so dynamic that constantly interrogating whether they should be given access is the only way to go. And that said, I think the only way to realistically get to zero trust is by having a way to immediately and automatically discover and classify every user, every device, every cloud instance, and then understand its context to make sure that the configuration or patch level or permission level are appropriate and then repeat it continuously. Every step you need to be able to answer questions like, you know, what device is accessing resource? Is it managed? What software is it running? Is it up to date? Are there vulnerabilities? What's the user? What data is being accessed? So it's impossible to answer these questions without a full understanding of the assets, the software and the users in your environment. Yeah, find out with who's on first and move from there, huh? Yeah, yeah. makes sense. My guest today is Nathan Burke, Chief Marketing Officer at Exonius. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, on the discussion, Solving Asset Management for Federal Cybersecurity, sponsored by Exonius on Federal News Network. The Federal News Network Community Spotlight is Make-A-Wish Mid-Atlantic. If a child you loved were fighting a critical illness, what would you give to make their wish come true? Now more than ever, local children need the hope a wish can bring, giving them joy when it matters most and helping them fight their illness. Make-A-Wish Mid-Atlantic needs your support to make wishes a reality for children in D.C., Maryland, and Northern Virginia. Donate today. 
For more info, visit federalnewsnetwork.com, search partners. Welcome back to the discussion, Solving Asset Management for Federal Cybersecurity, sponsored by Exonius on Federal News Network. My guest today, Nathan Burke, the Chief Marketing Officer at Exonius. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy. Let's talk about enforcement. I come up with an analogy here, see if it works or not. You know, universities teach basic engineering courses and then applied engineering courses. Wouldn't have any bridges, even bridges to Cape Cod, (laughs) unless you had applied engineering, you know? You have said that Exonius can give a good assessment of a system and help with compliance. Well, what happens if something non-compliance discovered? Yeah, so I I love this this kind of question because um, at my last company, we were about incident response automation. So anytime I can talk about incident response, I'm, I'm excited. So when you think about it, let's say that an alert comes into the SOC, right? That's when the clock starts ticking. And every incident response team is focused on metrics like mean time to detection and decreasing dwell time and the total time from alert to remediation. But the hard thing is context, right? If imagine you're a, a cyber analyst and you get an alert about a system that could be compromised. So you immediately start asking questions to inform that investigation. You might just have something like an IP address and basic info on an IOC. So you start asking questions like, all right, what is this system? Is it a desktop? Is it a VM? Is it a cloud instance? Where is it, right? Um, Is it on a segmented network? Is it managed or unmanaged? What software is installed? What ports are open? Does it have known vulnerabilities? Who has access? It's all these questions that you need answers to. And so, like I said before, all of this data lives in different silos and it's difficult to get to. So instead of having all of that data in the right place all at once, there's just a ton of manual effort. And that really increases the time that you're spending on something that you want to get done quickly, right? And so that's exactly where Exonius can help because instead of logging into 50 different data sources, Exonius customers can simply paste that IP address into the search bar, click the device, and then they can see everything that's known about it. So it's things like all of the hardware information, installed software, patch level, known vulnerabilities, open ports, logged in users, security solution coverage. So I think the incident response is one of the most valuable use cases for Exonius customers. It takes something that's entirely time sensitive and, and manual and then reduces that time from hours to minutes and seconds. When you look at systems administrators in the federal government, you know, obviously there's changes and there's changes, but there's, there's also changes that matter. You know, some system administrators will run a sandbox area for application updates, you know, test it in there and then apply it. And these are kind of the expected system changes, you know. The problem arises when you look at changes that matter. <laughs> and right. so how can Exonius help when you have more than just these cellular updates? Yeah, yeah. So I think you hit the nail on the head when, when talking about change and, and it's constant. And is it meaningful change or is it change that requires action, right? And so we're constantly talking about this huge increase in, in the pace and the rate of change in our environments and things like cloud workloads that can be spun up and down in minutes, ephemeral devices that only exist for a short time. And it's just a new world. And if you think back to a few years ago, um, maybe five, 10 years ago, when the, the term alert fatigue was everywhere, right? Yep. And there's just so many examples where we're just constantly hearing the alarm bells go off and we need to figure out what's noise and what actually requires our attention and action. And I think the only way to understand whether a change matters and requires action is to first have that baseline for what's normal. And if you know exactly what you have and you know the users, the accounts, the security controls that should be in place, that's your normal, right? And once you have the normal, you're able to detect any change that deviates from what you'd expect. And 
I think that's probably kind of academic. So let me get a, get a little more specific in examples. So most organizations have something to protect their endpoints, like, right? Like an EDR tool. And that agent lives on every laptop and desktop and looks for things like malware, right? Or other threats, pretty straightforward. And if we say that we expect every Windows machine to have that EDR agent installed, we can try to make sure that every Windows machine has that agent installed by looking at the agent console, right? But then let's throw a wrench into this. When I go into that agent console and I say, is, is the agent deployed? The answer is binary. It's either yes or no. Yep. And you'd be tempted to say, okay, cool. It's installed. My work's done. But we're talking about change, right? And then change that matters. So it's not so fast. What about those machines where it's installed but not running? It could mm. be that the user thinks that that agent's slowing down my machine. I don't want it there. Uh, and just stops it from running. Or maybe there's malware that shut it down. And... Um, it's able to evade that agent and it's no longer working. And so those are those changes that matter because although the, the console tells me that it's installed, it doesn't know that it's not actually working. And, and that's why our approach works because Exonius is able to gather data from multiple sources and a customer can create a query that says, tell me anytime there's a machine that has an agent installed, but hasn't transmitted any data to the admin console and the machine's been seen by another source. Um, within three days. And then that way you're using the data from all of these other sources to make sure that it's not off or make sure that it's seen by other tools, even though that thing is installed. So I think it's all about really being able to identify those changes that matter, that need action, ruling out the noise and then mapping it to action. You know, earlier you mentioned clipboard, then you went to the litany of different silos and everything else. I had this image of you in a data center with a clipboard running around from server to server and wearing out a shoes, pair of shoes in one day. And, you know, it's, it's impossible to do. I mean, you know, some people say that, hey, you know, Nathan, automation is the solution. But you've heard horror stories and so have I. And so what kind of automation does Exonius provide? Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. And I think there are prerequisites for trusting automation, right? Our approach is simple. Based on any query, Customers are able to define for themselves whatever automated actions they see fit. And there's a spectrum from the, the most simple, like send an alert or an email or a Slack message to the more active, like installing software or isolating machines. So, you know, just a few examples. Let's say that you have a cloud instance that's not being scanned by a VA scanner. Well, maybe you want to add those to the next scheduled scan. I think that's a good example of something high value, low risk. It's a no brainer to automate that. What about if you identify a new device that isn't in your CMDB or an existing device that has a configuration change that's not reflected there? Well, why not create a new entry or update the existing one automatically? Again, pretty fairly low risk, removes manual work. I'd say go for it. What about something that's missing an endpoint agent? Well, maybe you want to automatically deploy it or maybe you don't. Maybe you just want to create a ticket and let a person handle it. Or if you're talking about something a little more extreme like enabling or disabling a user or a device in Active Directory. Well, if it's all or nothing, maybe that's way too much for me to trust to automation. The, the risk of something going wrong is too great, but then maybe if it's a subset, if it's something that's conditional, maybe it's okay. And so that's the approach we take. The idea is different customers wanna automate different things and we don't force them to choose. To me, a nuclear power plant is different from a retailer and different from a federal agency. And so a lot of our customers are also have, they already have either a source solution or some kind of uh, intricate playbook on what exactly should happen. So in that case, they can just hand it off to another tool. So that's exactly what our approach is. 
That's terrific. I'd like to thank today's guest, Nathan Burke, Chief Marketing Officer at Exonius. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, and you're listening to Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Exonius. Thank you for listening to the discussion, Solving Asset Management for Federal Cybersecurity, sponsored by Exonius on Federal News Network.